Everyone right to go? Very good. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to BFOP 2021, the hybrid edition. Charlie's microphone's muted again. Hey, and if you all just want to email Tom Pop just with cockwomble <coughs> in the um in the subject line and nothing else. The band turned to bullshit. <laughs> Can you just enable screen sharing? Matt is way louder than the rest of us. Oh! <laughs> Nick, is that what a cockwomble looks like? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel so inadequate looking at you guys and all your setups with your microphones. I can't be any clearer. Follow the rules. Get on the beers. That is on direct advice from the Chief Health Officer. Alrighty, Beef Hoppers. I'm here with a Beef Hop first timer, Cam White. How are you, buddy? Yep. G'day, guys. Good, thank you. How are you, Wes? Not too bad, mate. Doing all right. And Nick Fletcher's here in the background as well. And, and Nick Fletcher really wanted to do a bit of an intro and give us a bit of a background on who Cam is. So I'll swing it over to Nick for that. Cheers, Wes. Hey, Cam, great to have you here. So um, Cam and I um, were up filming the KTM rally in, in May, and Cam was part of this incredibly well-paid, well-equipped media team who were doing all the videography for this and they produced this amazing sort of one-hour feature. But um, I got I got the pleasure of sort of hanging around with with Cam for, um, for, for a week and just seeing what they did with drones. Now I've got a drone and I use it for, for taking sort of pretty landscape pictures of with little motorbikes in them, but it was just next level what um, Cam and the team did. And it just taught me a whole lot of stuff about um, how drones can really get used. And they use them in just a completely different way to that that you imagine. And I went, we have got to get Cam up to BFOP. So um, like, it's just a a real treat to have someone like Cam here. And and it turns out he's a pretty good bloke. And he always bought the, um, he bought the, uh, what was that stuff we drank every night? In the big box. 4X or whatever it was up there. No, no, the spirit with Coke. Well, rum. Oh, rum, uh, Captain Morgan. Oh, God. <laughs> you Even had, better. You had a hard time remembering the word rum. Uh, well, because of all the rum I drank. Yeah, of course. Wait, Camp. I just want to, yeah. hold on a minute. Can we just pause that for a sec? Did you say he was part of a well-paid media team? What the? What's a well-paid oh, media team? Honest, honest to God, these guys were flying right up the front end of the aircraft. They, um, they, oh, had their own, you. they had their own. <laughs> Nick actually car. flew. Nick actually flew home on the front of the at the front of the aircraft. They, normally, they had their own. He normally own takes his own driver. helicopter. Yeah. Um, we had to no, say it was, goodbye. It was extraordinary. <laughs> no, I know, no, what I what I remember most of this was um, this whole sort of things organised by this amazing woman called Rosie Lalonda, and um, at one at one point. Um, one of the media guys sort of needed to get taken to the right place on his motorbike. And Rosie was briefing the um, the rider, the member of her team, who was like part of the support staff, who's a really good motorbike rider about taking them out. And Rosie said, look, you know, the, the media team are the most important assets we've got on this rally. We devote whatever resources we need to get them in the right place. That's, that's what sort of rock stars these media guys were. Wow, everyone's going to be trying to get a job with these guys now after this. Oh, that's the way. Now, tell me, the other thing I'm interested in now, Cam, as well, because I can't ask you what you thought about the festival last year or previous years. What has Nick actually told you about this festival? Uh, He just said pretty much it's chaos, so that's that's all I'm going with. he's not lying then, okay. I wasn't sure how how he sort of spun it to try and get you to turn up. 
Yeah, no, you said a few days of chaos and uh, that's about it. Okay, no, that, sounds like, that sounds good. So drones then, drones are obviously something that technology is advancing at a ridiculously rapid rate and prices yeah. are getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So more and more people are adding a drone to their collection of photography yeah. equipment. Yeah. So obviously I think this is probably going to be one of the more popular workshops of the weekend uh, based on that i would have thought are you seeing yeah. that? obviously how long have you been flying drones um so I've, i'm 21 now i, I bought my say, first looks drone. About, looked about 12 years old <laughs> i bought my first drone when i was about 15 um so i remember yeah back when i was sort of 14 i saw a video on youtube and it was terrible quality because they've obviously come a long way since then um and it was of a drone flying over the mcg actually which is also pretty illegal but it was just this sort of really bad quality youtube video and i at the time, being quite young and sort of naive, I was I, I didn't believe that that was possible. I was like, how can that drone be hundreds of meters in the air um, and flying, you know, over a landmark like the MCG? So it kind of that's all I wanted. And and as as a kid, I kind of kind of always like put my mind to something, and I was like, that's what I want. Like, so I saved up, bought my first drone at fifteen, uh, which is a Phantom Three Advanced. And yeah, kind of got into it ever since then. I, I got a part-time job um, at DJI when I was sort of 17, I think. Um, so sort of just, yeah, surrounded myself with it. Um, started doing work in real estate and then, you know, it kind of expanded from there, sort of corporate jobs and commercials and TV and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's, I mean, drones, you can do anything with them. So it's kind of, yeah, there's a lot of different avenues you can take with it. What were you doing for DJI? Uh, it, working in the shop. So mm -hmm. um, selling drones. Um, I was running sort of workshops as well. Sometimes we'd go out to schools um, and if they had like a science week or something, we'd teach them about drones. So you'd be sort of standing in a lecture hall, you know, a year level of 250 kids or something and explaining to them, you know, there's jobs, the, the jobs of the future are sort of, you know, going to be with drones. It's opening up like different avenues of work and you can, you know, fly a drone and it's fun and you can get paid for it. So yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Very nice. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that are probably in the same boat as Nick Fletcher that have a drone, but don't really do much with it. So yeah. tell us about what you're bringing as far as workshops go to BFLOP this year. Um, basically just showing all the different ways um, that you can use a drone. So in terms of workshops, we've got two, one of them is the world of drones. So it's basically if you're if you're brand new to drones, um, it's everything that you can expect to get out of one. So it's um, I'll be talking about the range of drones. So you know your entry level drones. If you might just want to get a basic shot here and there, and you don't want to break the bank, um, up to your top of the range drones that you can use for sort of commercial jobs and that have like ridiculously good camera quality um, out of you know such a small small camera and. Um, so yeah, kind of just opening everyone to the world of drones. Um, the next one is the advanced drone lesson. So it's top five things that every drone pilot should be doing. Um, and it's kind of looking at drones a different way. So as Nick mentioned, um, yeah, you don't have to get you just sort of slow, wide aerial shots from a drones. You know, you can use them at, you know, less than a meter off the ground to get a cool tracking shot, sort of looking up towards a bike or you can get one sort of flying through trees and it, it just, yeah, creates this really cool perspective. Um, I, I just want to dwell on this. This is a couple of these things I sort of 
just went, oh, my word, it just opened up my world a little bit, which is the whole media team. I think all of you flew, had a drone with you. Of one yeah, we, all, you had we that, all had a drone. Yeah. You had that big mother drone thing as well. Yeah. That but was um, that they like they would never do like a traditional dolly shot on a gimbal. They just whip out the drone and fly it a foot above yeah. the ground and get that shot. And like now, whenever I watch any of those videos, I've always assumed those are kind of gimbal or dolly shots. And then you go, no, it was them just using the drone like you'd use a camera on a dolly. It was mega. Yeah. Um, and then this stuff through trees, like the difference that made in the shots was incredible. And, and the other thing that always blew me away is like you, they'd be messing around doing it and then you just hear thump, 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 thump as this thing was cutting its way through foliage or bouncing off a tree. And... Um, and I'd be saying, well, do you not worry about breaking them? And, and, and all of them would be like, no, you can't break these things if you try. They're amazing. Um, yeah. And it just, again, both things just changed my view about how you can use drones. Really? Are it's, they that robust these days? Yeah, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, literally probably a week out before we flew to Queensland for this KTM job, my one shopping list to go um, get from work or at DJI before I left was a few extra batteries. And like, I think I got like six sets of propellers that way, because like propellers, are, you can break them and just replace them. It's not going to do any damage. So if they're hitting, if they're hitting a small branch, um, you know, we had extra drones as well. I, I, I went up with two. Uh, the other guys all sort of had one or two each as well. So we had a lot of drones there. If something did go terribly wrong, um, we'd just be able to replace it because, you know, we sort of couldn't get to a shop. Uh, a lot of the time when we're up there, but yeah, spare, spare blades, that's sort of all you need and, and lots of batteries and, yeah, good to go. Yeah, okay. So let's go back to that first one. So you talk about the the world of drones being the intro one because that's obviously there's going to be the group of people like Nick that or have have a drone, uh, maybe haven't used it that much, definitely don't use it to its full potential. But then yeah. there'll be the other massive group of people that are photographers that have you know, had photography as a hobby that are thinking about getting a drone or it's crossed their mind about getting a drone, but they haven't obviously taken the plunge yet. So this will be a really good insight for them to one learn the basics of it but also learn yeah. everything else that's involved in it because there's a yeah. crap load of rules and regulations and laws you mentioned flying there over is. the mcg is illegal right yeah anyone absolutely. that doesn't have a drone might sit there and not realize what the legal implications of owning a mm. drone are and the things that you've got to adhere to yeah absolutely and that's one thing that sort of um because i'm obviously a licensed um, drone pilot. I was lucky enough that um, when I was sort of working at DJI more than I am now, because I, I, I work obviously for myself now a lot. But when I was with DJI, they they paid for me to get my license, uh, my drone license, because we would have that many people that would come into the shop and they'd you know come in about to spend you know two and a half grand on a drone, and they wouldn't know what they could do with it. They just thought it was open slather. Like um, I think yeah, there's a lot more to the rules and regulations than people think. Um, and yes, it does look really easy when you've got the drone up there and it's, you know, it's like a game, you've got your controller and your phone, your screen and that kind of thing. And, but yeah, there's, there's so much more that actually sort of goes behind it. Um, so yeah, rules, regulations, licenses. And it's funny you should mention that Wes, cause I actually got a couple of questions emailed in from, from listeners here. There's one from a guy called Tom Putt who um, I'll ask him, and this is sort of question I imagine people would ask on the, uh, on the workshop, but this guy, Tom Putt said, um, I think my neighbor probably nudie sunbathes on a Sunday afternoon. Is it legal for me to buy a drone and use it to take photographs of him? Uh, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing stopping Tom. If, 
if that's what Tom wants. So, yeah. But it would be legal. It would be legal, would it, to actually hover over someone else's house? Well, so houses are different. Houses are all right. Uh, There is a rule, though, so it's a 30-metre rule. Um, And if you... The easiest way I can I can explain it to people is if the drone had a string that was 120 meters long, that string has to always touch the ground. So no matter you have to be 120 meters above ground level, so that string has to always touch the ground. And where that string touches the ground, people have to be 30 meters away. So Tom could be 30 meters away, um, and his wishes would come true. But yeah, there's the 30 meter rule, which kind of yeah, it's, okay, it's so, just the so thing for if people. I understand that correctly, so if you're above a residential area, the drone can't be any lower than 120 meters. No, it it, it can't go above 120 meters. Can't go any it can be than 120. It can be yeah, between zero meters and 120. Right. Nothing higher. Um, and then it it has to be 30 meters horizontally away from um any person. So right. houses are alright because. It's 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 mainly to stop if the drone was to fall out of the sky, which is very unlikely, but it can happen. It's just to sort of stop any injuries resulting. Sure. Um, you know, the drone sort of falling out of the sky onto someone's head or yeah. a car. If so, if someone was in a car, then that would that would count. But a house is yeah, a house doesn't count. Okay. And I've I don't have a drone, but I think I've seen that you get a yellow book that comes in the box with a drone or something don't it's about it's about oh yes yeah 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 thick yeah of laws and rules and regulations you get a few you get like a little yellow one a green one you get like a little white one you read all those front to back before you flew your drone (laughs) absolutely good Good. i tell you what though the the um the other hairy thing we saw these guys doing is they've got is it a matrice you've got what's the really big drone you've got oh inspire two inspire two so like this is a a bloody enormous drone with a like a Hasselblad camera on it, yeah. Like your, your yeah, your fingers like put the blades into perspective. They're probably um, oh maybe like forty centimeters long, carbon fiber. Like they'll if you start it up and your hands are in the way, it's going to cut your fingers off. Um, and it even has on it, it wow. has like a no hands near. It has like a little like a like an icon saying like hands and like the cross. Because if wow. your fingers are there, they're gone. Um, it can but do they, up to they, 96 k's an hour, that drone. So, Holy Let's... shit. That's ridiculous. I think, yeah. we've, just, I think we've just lost Nick. He's, you, you've shocked him that much. He's actually frozen <laughs> by how fast that thing goes. So, okay. And then we get into the advanced one. So, yeah. I know I don't need I don't want you to go over the top five things in depth or anything yeah. like that, but just give us yeah. a little bit of an insight as to for those people that have had a drone, got a drone, been using a drone for a while. Yeah, what can they expect to learn from that second workshop? So basically, um, it's not going to cover the basics because it's already it's working on the basis that everyone already knows that it's more um, how to sort of make money from your drone. So an ex- an example is like. Um, Real estate photography, for example, you might have a shot and you might have um, like sort of different location points. So it's talking about how you can use your drone to actually take it to that next step. Um, or if you've got a construction site, you might want to do the dimensions of the construction site and that kind of thing. Um, and then it's sort of also what you can use a drone to do that you might not have thought you could use one for. So like what Nick was saying before, like a dolly shot um, or 
like a jib shot. So on, on TV, they use cranes and jibs, um, which I've, I've had a bit of experience doing on like the block and married at first sight and that kind of thing. And that's what sort of taught me how to use a drone in that way where it's a jib shot's like quite high, but it's still low to the ground in, 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 um, you know, in relative terms to a drone. So yeah, kind of getting like a, like a, um, flying up and tilting down shot or sort of a slow, slow pan and circle around something, something that you'd expect not from a drone, but yes, sort of from another piece of camera. Yeah, sure. So are both these workshops going to be more videography focused? Yes, yep. there is definitely going to be photography involved, but there, yeah, there is sort of a, a small, more of a slant towards videography. Which obviously there's a lot, it's a much broader range of what you can do with video as opposed to a still yeah, shot. Yeah, because you can do things like um, sort of merging the two together, like a moving time-lapse. So um, the drones these days, for example, have a hyperlapse feature. So you set um, your interval, how long it's like how often it's going to take the photo, shutter speed, that kind of thing. So um, all the principles of, you know, photography, um, but then you set a start point, you know, you, you might start hovering above a lake and your next end point is, you know, a kilometer away on the other side of the lake. And it's the drone's going to move and follow that path and create, yeah, really cool hyperlapse and that kind of thing. So it's sort of merging the two and mm, yeah, okay. so there's, there's those sort of features that we'll dive into in the advanced. What sort of battery well. life of they, are they, do they run these days? So the max you'll get out of one is about 30 to 31 minutes. Um, Even, even the big boys, you can't get any more than that. Um, They would have to upgrade their battery technology if they wanted to get anything more. I think they've, so right now it's lithium polymer, but they've kind of reached the limit on that element. Yeah. So they don't like it because you get, you kind of at that fine point now where if you add more battery, there's more weight to the drone. So it's, just going to sort of defeat the purpose of having more battery because it's heavier. So it's kind of on that fine sweet spot now, about 30, 31 minutes. Yeah, which I mean, eventually the technology is going to increase and it will you know, get longer as, as as that goes along. What, yeah, if definitely. someone is, if someone's actually thinking about it, because like I, I've thought about it a lot, I've just haven't gone and taken that plunge without yeah. going to that massive top end just for something that's going to do a half decent job for someone that's say an enthusiast what sort of price range would you be looking at i mean the entry-level drone like a mavic mini you can get your hands on one for about 500 600 dollars um they're you know they've got like a like up to four kilometer range some of them some of them have like a there's two versions one's got a 4k camera one's got a 2.7k in terms of video but they you know they take 12 megapixel stills it's kind of like having a GoPro in the air. Um, so it's still, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's just for wide shots or it's for, you know, a nice, you can do panoramas on mm-hmm. some of the bigger drones, but you're probably getting into about 1500 there. Um, but yeah, definitely entry level about five hundred, six hundred dollars gets you a, a Mavic Mini. And, and then if you so then if you do go up from that five hundred to that fifteen hundred range, what yep. are the differences? What are the main differences you get from a five? You start to get you start to get things like panoramas. Yep. Um, you start to get things like obstacle avoidance sensors. So the small one, the Mavic Mini has no no obstacle avoidance, but the as you sort of work your way up, you get yeah more more sensors. So. Um, if it's coming up to a tree, it can stop or it can go around it. Um, you get, and as you keep going up, so you hit about 2,000, 2,500, you get the hyperlapse feature. So 
Um, and active track comes in around 1500 as well. So yeah, you kind of get more features. The base, the basics of the drone are still the same. You still get your return to home on all the drones. You still get automatic takeoff, automatic landing. That's that's like default on all the drones. Battery life is really similar across all of those as well. You're going to get about half an hour. Um, camera quality gets better on the Mavic 2 Pro, which is currently their top of the range consumer level drone. Um, so it's got a it's a Hasselblad camera with a one inch sensor. So it's about as best as you're going to get from a small um yeah small camera and a drone that's gonna yeah see you back probably two and a half thousand so that's for the mavic 2 pro nice okay mavic 2 pro yeah don't panic guys i'm back He's my back. computer back. crashed but i'm yeah. back nick, nick's had some technical difficulties so we've we've i think we've just carried on without you nick i think we've pretty much covered most of it anyway awesome so i think um what, what have we learned today we learned the what cams workshops are we work that dji officially support taking photos of your nudie neighbor um <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'll just have to add a disclaimer at the end of this. That'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the views of Nick Fletcher are not those of DJI International. <laughs> Moving on. But yeah, so we've covered off on you know, a few of those things. So those advanced techniques for people that are comfortable using their drone uh, to come up with some ideas and that, like uh, using it as a dolly, which is going to be which is going to be fantastic for people that do a lot of videography because they're going to be able to save mm. a lot of room and a lot of weight in their kit if they're not using oh, yeah. dollies and gimbals and stuff like that anymore and they can replace it with a drone. Absolutely. How does it go with noise though? Just to, just a, a question then. So if you're recording, say, indoors... Yeah, noise is an issue. So um, like a, a drone, like a Mavic 2 Pro, for example, comes as standard with low noise propellers, but they are still noisy. Um, and obviously indoors, sound's going to bounce around a lot more. The drones, for that reason, don't record sound. You can't get a DJI drone that records audio just because that's mm -hmm. all you'd hear is the whining of the blades. But if you were doing something at the same time, let's say recording audio and you had a drone as a second camera, you kind of can't really record audio when a drone's going because even though they are low noise, you're still always going to have like a whine or a sort of, yeah, it sounds like a herd of bees. Or yeah, okay. Kind of, makes so sense. it's like a low, it's an annoying sound for, for audio. Hmm, yeah, which makes sense. I wonder how they're going to get around that in the future. Yeah. All right, Nick, how are we going with everything else? Is there anything else we need to tell people at this point in time? Oh, go and buy some tickets. Just buy no, tickets. We, um, yeah, we, we, we've... Um, uh, we spoke to Nick on, they're going to give us a camera. We've got a great Olympic themed competition, we think, mm -hmm. um, to win for that. So keep your eye out on that. We have the world's best audience participation game that's ever occurred in any photography festival ever. I've been maybe. literally ever, ever, just maybe. tittering to myself for the last week at the thought of this one. This is going to make never have i ever looked like sort of amateur hour it's going to be fabulous and you're all going to get to do it at home are we still keeping um, it's going it a to evolve secret? still keeping uh, it a secret for of, now i'm 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 kind of should i tell should i tell people well i don't know should you you're always known no you're, we're, you're doing we're doing you're it you're the big mouse i am the big mouth well no we'll do we'll do this later we'll do this uh we'll do it at yeah, home. i think that's a good one yeah I think that's a good idea. All right, that sounds good. So make sure you got your tickets. And if if you've if you've got a drone, if you're thinking about getting a drone, which is probably just about everyone with a camera these days, as you see more and more of what drones can do, Cam's workshops sound like they're going to be the place to be over the weekend. 
Perfect. Sounds good. Cam, thank you very much. I look forward uh, to seeing you. what you've got for us. And uh, we will see everyone in Nick just, <laughs> just a matter of weeks. It's coming up. It's going to be here before we know it. Are you uh, excited? Hey, the other thing I should mention, no, something else. the schedule... The schedule is up this weekend. This weekend. So that'll be out in the mailing list? Yeah, no, it'll be on the website. On the website? It's not going to come yeah. out in the mailing list. It's just going to be on the website. Um, I think it'll be a link from the uh, mailing list mailing to the website. List. So make sure you signed up to the mailing list, read those emails, and the schedule will be there. So you can start to plan your weekend and make sure you don't miss out on what you want to see. Cam, good to meet you. I said that. We'll yeah, you, you too, Wes. Thank What'd you. you. Say? I said I was being very confident there, but obviously I'm not actually doing the work. I've got Matt yeah. in the white collar BFOP sweatshop yeah. doing it all. Yeah, Matt's not here for this one, so we can say whatever we want. Oh, that's the cool. way. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you.